one, you're an idiot. You want to know why you're an idiot? Well, wait, 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 wait. first of all, that is my word. That's, That's my word for you. <laughs> okay, why, why, why am I an idiot? You realize that your running backs combined for a total of eighty points. Where is the no running backs? You had all these combined points. Well, let me just say, calm down, calm down. I'm working on it. I'm working my agent, and I'm working on getting rid of all of my running backs. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh, my God. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two Gs, Mark and Drew. Welcome to another episode. By the way, I'm not the idiot. (laughs) Well, no, because you... You lucked out. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not the idiot. Chris, Chris is the idiot. Oh my gosh, Chris. What, Chris? Where is where is the tank? I was gonna say he he's the idiot. He's supposed to be tanking. All I was hearing from Chris was, "I'm tanking this year. I'm going to tank this year and rebuild my team. Oh, I'm going to do this and that." And then you score 140 points. Come on. Of course, it, it does help that he had two players score 80 plus points. That just means you only need 60 to get to that 140. (laughs) That is true. But kudos, brother Chris, kudos. Very, very well done. Nice job, Chris. I'm sure you're happy. What a surprise. I'm trying to remember on Sleeper, wasn't he predicted to score like 120 some odd points? Like 115 to 25, somewhere in there, yeah. And and then everybody else is like in the 140s, the 140s, and they right. poor little Chris, and then he goes out and wins his game. It's like yeah, I know starting the, starting the day out, Joe felt pretty good. I was actually hanging out with him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna beat Chris." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and then Jefferson happened, and then Mahomes happened. So that was pretty sad for Joe. What, what, was that demoralizing uh, for Joe Ryan? Yeah, I think so. And I think Chris actually texted Joe and was like, "Hey, I was supposed to lose to you this week. What happened?" <laughs> Ouch, ouch, ouch. Well, let's get started. And by the way, we are not, both of us, we're not professionals. We're we're not, we don't have full-time jobs of analyzing NFL football. Again, this is a podcast for our league. And so we keep it somewhat lighthearted. Again, we we have full-time jobs, don't we? So what we're going to do, instead of doing a super deep dive into what happened last week, I thought what we do is we look at what we liked and what we didn't like. Uh, what do you, you want to take the like or the didn't like? I'll take the like. You'll take the like. So what we'll do is we'll go back, we'll go back and forth if that's okay. Does that make sense? So Yeah, that sounds good. Number so, one, oh, go ahead. So number one, personally, as a Chiefs fan, I definitely liked seeing how well they did without the likes of Tyreek Hill on their team. And it paid off for me as a fantasy owner for for Travis Kelsey scoring over 25 points. So I loved, not just liked, but I loved seeing that the Chiefs play well without Tyreek Hill in their lineup. I liked it. That was a good game, by the way. It was very entertaining. Extremely entertaining. Okay, for a don't like, I did not. Oh my gosh, I did not like the Dallas Cowboys offense. 
That was horrendous. <laughs> that, was that was horrendous. What do you have next, G2? I like how well Russell Wilson did in his debut with Denver. Now, his points didn't necessarily show it, but they had a bunch of plays on the goal line that resulted in in, in botched plays, fumbles, you know, stop, stop balls that could have really changed the outlook of that game, and he could have been you know, far better. And again, looking at it from a fantasy perspective with Wilson on my team, um, that was exciting. And though I'm not a Denver fan, I think they're going to do really well with Wilson on their team. What I didn't like, I did not like the Seattle offense either (laughs) because it was these little dink passes. Now, Dylan has Tyler Lockett. He didn't start him this past week. He's not starting him this week, or at least he better not be. Uh, even DK Metcalf, I don't think he got in double digits. He would have had if he hadn't had that fumble. But I feel sorry for anyone with wide receivers, and that's you having DK Metcalf. Let, let's hope that he can maybe put up a 20-pointer here and there. But I need it. That that was just uh, pedestrian. So what what's next on your list of your of well, next your on my list? This is just me as a as a fan of football. I think it was fun seeing Chicago and San Francisco play in an absolute rain fest. Uh, it was a pretty insane game. I saw some replays of it, and they're just sliding around in the rain. And lo and behold, Chicago turns out with a win in that game, which is completely unexpected. Again, I'm not a Chicago fan at all, but I thought it was just cool to see them come together with a win against a pretty decent team. Although there are some injuries on San Francisco side, but great job for Chicago, even in a monsoon. Well, that's funny because that was on my not like list, <laughs> uh, the, the weather. So let me pick a different one. One of my dislikes was Chris's old running backs. Alvin Kamara did not have a great game. In fact, I don't even think he got into double digits. I think Dalvin Cook was at 10, 11, 12 points. So, but that's because there was this other guy named Justin Jefferson who basically took over the game. Stole but, the show. Yeah, but but Chris's old running backs, not very good. So I didn't like that. And by the way, I, I am keeping an eye on both of those throughout the rest of the season. And I'm sure he is too. All right, for another like, I got Michael Thomas scoring 22.7 fantasy points, uh, two touchdowns, five receptions on eight targets, 57 yards. I don't think we really expected that in his first game back after how much time that he has missed. I think expectations were pretty low for him, and everyone thought that. The talking heads thought that, and lo and behold, he scores double digits, gets in the 20s. And it looks pretty good for Anthony having made that pickup. I think he can actually get some value out of him this year. I agree with that. Uh, what I didn't like is McManus missing that field goal. Of course, that, that's that been in the news the last uh, couple of days. I will say this, and this is a, a message for Thomas, uh, the commissioner. I feel sorry for Thomas because he gets all this hate mail and everybody complaining and by the way, this is not a complaint. It's I was just thinking about it. Is it fair for a kicker who has to kick the field goal of his life, the one of the longest, 60-plus yards, does he end up, did he lose either a point or two points? I think our league settings are, are currently where you lose a point if you miss a field goal, I think. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that, but I think that is how it's set up. And now, and again, we're not picking on Thomas. This this is just fantasy football has to be black and white. It can't, you can't enter in 
judgment. It just, it's never going to work, but it's still one of those, man, that doesn't, it just doesn't feel right when you're past 60 yards. Yeah. I like the idea of getting extra points and maybe that's the, the logic. You get more points if you hit it. But on the other hand, it wasn't his, it's his coach. The coach should get a minus one <laughs> right. for that. So anyway, that was a minus. So you're, you're next in the like. So a like for me is Michael Carter getting Ooh. 17 total touches uh, in the Jets loss this past weekend and getting 17 total fantasy points. Um, actually beat out Brees Hall for total touches. Now we do have Joe Flacco as quarterback, and he's probably more likely to just dink and dunk the ball around. And so that probably helped Carter's numbers. But I see a consistent usage here for Carter. I'm excited for that since he's on my fantasy team. Um, super excited for Carter moving along with the season that he can actually be fantasy relevant. Well, he's good. He's good. Uh, what I didn't like is poor Dylan. Uh, James Cook gets one touch. First play. Yeah. First play. He fumbles. Doesn't play the rest of the game. Uh, by the way, James Cook is going to be relevant later in the season. Will it be next week? I don't know. But but he will be a part of the game planning over the rest of the season. Uh, I don't think he's going to get tons of touches, but, but that was one of the things I did not like right. this past week. Speaking of touches... A.J. Brown was exciting to watch this weekend. Super big like on your team. 10 receptions, 13 targets. Didn't have any touchdowns, but he had 155 yards, 25.5 fantasy points. How excited were you about his I was very pleased. I was very pleased. And thank you for moving him to Philadelphia. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, By the way, touche right back at you. I have a dislike somebody from your team, obviously not your fault, but it stunk that Cam Akers, I think he had three touches and, and then Sean McVay after the game, says he's got to make the most of his, uh, his carries. He's got to make the most of it. What are you saying there? Yeah, I, and, I don't know. And I, I have a client in the PT space. Now he's not a, he's not an orthopedic surgeon, but we are talking about Achilles heel, uh, Injuries And why is it that James Robinson, which, by the way, is a success story, he came back. But what's the deal with Cam Akers? So maybe he came back too early. I don't know. But that's one of my that's one of the things I did not like about this past week. Yeah. Just throw Allen Robinson in that do not like as well. Didn't the same game, same team. Oh, that was frustrating. That hurt. Yeah. And he, he I think he was I think he was in every formation except for maybe two. So. Yeah, who knows? And I have a feeling he's going to be more involved. He has to be. It it, it can't just be. It can't just be. I hope so. Yeah, okay. One more. One more. One more. I like how how the AFC South doesn't have a win after week one, and they even had two teams play each other. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was hilarious, and I liked it. Well, by the way, I did have two more of my likes. Uh, as I was creating some items for you, uh, I, one of my likes was Chris of getting 140 points. I thought that was really cool. I have a yeah. feeling everyone thought, I, I think everyone got a charge out of Chris getting 140 points. And I have another one. Now, you know I don't like to talk about my own team. But last year, 
I learned something. I learned something new in fantasy football every year. Last year, I thought I had the most talented kicker uh, in, in the league and for, for Atlanta, but I learned quickly, no, never have a good kicker who's on a bad team. You can't do that. So I did my homework and I kept noticing, why is it that no one likes Greg Joseph? So I picked Greg Joseph up near the end of the season, did well for me, kept him this year. I noticed he was only starting in 1% of the leagues, according to Sleeper. And I get 13 points and I hear some of the talking heads also talking about him. So that was part of my like, and I would have said that whether he was on Chris's team or your team or Landon's or uh, Anthony's, I just, what an interesting uh, provocative story. So that is our like, don't like for week one. And that may be the last time we do that this year. Um, that was fun. I thought that was just just a, a kickoff. So moving on, let's talk about what's wrong with Chris. Oh. <laughs> what what is wrong? I'm serious. What is wrong with Chris? He's supposed to be tanking. He has the number one overall draft pick. Is at risk. He's supposed to be tanking. Because there's supposed to be some good running backs in the 2023 draft. So what's wrong with Chris? I thought he's supposed to be tanking. What, what's wrong, G, uh, G2? What's wrong? The problem is, and we might have touched on this last week, is even though Chris is in tank, quote-unquote tank mode, you look at his team and he's still going to be kind of a rough to play against on certain weeks when his players go off. And we saw that this last week with Mahomes and Jefferson specifically. And I think that's prone to happening again. And if he catches someone on a bad week, he's going to have another win. And 140 points is nothing to, to, um, it's, that's a decent number of points. Here's what, and here's what stinks. I, I don't want to face him because look who else, Elijah Moore did not have double digits. Boys and girls, I'm here to tell you, he's going to be scoring 15, 20, 22 points here and there. Um, it's going to happen. I, By the way, I love that tight end from Denver. Uh, that that he, that he, You remember, he's from Missouri. He, he's, 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 oh, he's a Missouri guy. He's a Missouri okay. boy, yeah. And then Brandon Ayuk. I mean, I, I actually had my eyes on him, but y- you, don't, you don't try to – initiate a trade with Chris. It's like, <laughs> it, it was like, I would have, a, uh, I, I had to give up my F one fifty uh, to get IU. Uh, uh, Rashad Bateman, gosh. Uh, yeah, he had 20 plus points, didn't he? He, I don't, uh, he had, uh, he had a uh, 13.9, 13.9. Uh, by the way, who, who, do you know Stefania's last name on the ESPN? Bell. Stefania, yeah, Stefania Bell. She's saying, She's predicting that Alec Pierce will be WR2 for the Colts by the end of the year. Wow. It's on his bench. That's on his bench. Now, I, I'm not for sure. Remember we said don't have a good kicker on a bad team? May need to thank that Nick Falk. Maybe that's where he's trying to tank here through his kicker. <laughs> With his kicker. Uh, Chris, if that's if that's your your kicker for uh we're trying to tank, then maybe you need to go with a different strategy. Tank so, some more. You can give me Jefferson. I don't have any problem with that. He's got Drake London. Drake London was in the, I think he has the most targets for anyone uh, for Atlanta this past week. So um, 
Chris's Chris is maybe Chris is a running back and a half away from being back to being a top three team. Of the top. I agree. So, and I think he's his team right now is better than some of the other teams in our league. I agree. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I would not want to have to face him. Like me this week. <laughs> that Which is a little scary. Uh, yeah. So I want to move into a new segment. We've done this in the past, but it's called fantasy fantasy strategy tip of the week. And again, I, I say that I learned something new from fantasy every year. And I know I've been the punching bag in this league. Uh, I don't know who's been the bigger punching bag, me or Anthony, but at least I do try to put effort into this. I see fantasy football as a, as a cognitive exercise, unless you're like Joe Ryan, you're it's, it's a very emotional exercise getting beat by someone who on paper was only supposed to score 120 some odd points. But last year I finished the year with a six game winning streak. It's because my defense is stuck and I realize I've got to do better at finding better defenses. And something I figured out was, well, if you're going to stream a defense each week, you're leaving a little bit up to luck because obviously the best defenses are already picked. So I thought, okay, going into the off season, I thought, I think the secret is you have to have two defenses. Well, Kathy Colby, the famous Kathy Colby, uh, who, by the way, her father's name is the late Eldon Wonderlick. Did you know every quarterback in the league yeah. takes the Wonderlick test? So Kathy Colby, that's her father, her famous father. Kathy created the Colby A uh, index. So Kathy uh, calls me a fact finder based on the assessment that I've taken some 15, 16 years ago. I think you're a fact finder, too. I am, yes. So I did my homework. Now, if I've left anybody out, I apologize. But I remembered, wait a minute, I think Chris or Joe Ryan carries two defenses. So I went to last year, and I was right. The Rams and the Bills. Now listen to these scores. 13 games. Remember, we started thir- playing 13 games. Right. 9, 7, 10, 22, 16, 19, dropped to 4, back up to 8, 10, 12. He had a clunker, negative 5, 11, 14. That's an average of 9.8 points. You do that, that may not cause you to win, but it's not going to cause you to lose. Right. So guess what? Great distribution. The Rams, seven of those games. The Bills, six of those games. So the tip of the week is not a tip. It's a question. G2, you've been playing fantasy football longer than I have. Should you carry two defenses? I think if you've got a roster spot available... I would say go all for it. Um, I wish I had another defense, and I wish I had another viable defense on my roster. Um, right now, you know, there's the options out there are you know more of your streaming type defenses. 
So Joe Ryan's in a great situation where he has two pretty decent defenses on his team. Um, me personally, I just can't afford to leave another roster spot, at least for now, for this year. But I do wish I had that spot. I like the idea. I wish now I would really like to see what it would have been for Joe Ryan if he had started just the Rams defense all year and what it would have been if he had just started the Bills defense and and what the you know point differential would have been there. But based on what I'm seeing right here, it really paid off for him because if you get, you know, on average around 10 points for your defense, that's what you hope for. You hope for 10 from that, you know, like maybe 10 from your kicker. And those points can really help you out and it, keep you from losing. It's huge. It's huge. So here's my opinion. And by the way, I would tweak. I'm not nitpicking. I would tweak something you just said. He would either keep either the Rams or the Bills, but then he would stream the week's that there was not a good matchup. Oh, good point. I'd like to okay. see how that would have worked out. Yeah. So his strategy was, I got two, I'm keeping these two. And by the way, so that could be another strategy. You have one that you like, like I have the Tampa, I have Tampa Bay and maybe for fantasy purposes, they may not be the best fantasy team, but there are several experts who call them the number one defense in the league. And I have, I didn't play them last week and I'm not playing in this week. But at least I'll have them uh, when the matches or matchups right. are, are good. So my opinion, G two, is you said it. If you've got a pretty decent starting lineup, and if your bench is long, and we we've been talking about that going back to last year, having a long bench, you can have those two defenses. But if you're a little bit wobbly with two, maybe two slots three slots in the starting lineup and you don't have a long lengthy bench. Like you just said, you're going to have to stream, but if you can do what Joe Ryan did and I would love to, I, I wanted to actually talk to him because I, I just thought this is brilliant. I just love, love, love the idea. So kudos to him. And by the way, if anyone else did that last year, I, I apologize. I, I didn't see you. I did. I did not purposely uh, try to leave you out. So anyway, that's that's the thought. You want to want to? I uh, just nothing more to say. I totally agree. So good job, to Joe Ryan, for doing that. You are listening to the number one podcast in Vietnam Nation, and now back to our hosts G One and G Two. I don't know if you remember this G Two, but when we started. Our show, by the way, last week was our 50th episode. Wow, 50. And we're still trying to figure it out. We're still amateurs. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're still idiots, uh, both of us. But if, if you go back to one of the first or two episodes, I mentioned that one of my goals was continuous learning. I also thought it's also just a, a good way to just to talk about, you know, business um, you know, all of us are employees with the exception of a JB. So I thought, let's see how this goes, because I could write a book on this, the parallels between business and fantasy football. Now, you may think, Thomas may say, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I, I, I work, I have a job. This is not apply to me. Dylan may say, hey, I'm a PT. This, uh, wait a minute. What we're going to talk about and the, again, if this goes well, we're going to keep talking about this. It's going to be applicable. 
even Chris in the ministry, what we're going to talk about tonight is really applicable. So this is called Business Insider. And the first discussion on Business Insider we're going to talk about is the concept of after action reviews. Do you know what an AAR is? After yeah, uh, that particular term um, came comes from the military. And I know they do yes. that with after their missions, um, after every mission, just to see what they did. Um, what they didn't do and where those gaps were. I think what's really interesting is Gordon Sullivan wrote a book called Hope is Not a Method. Uh, and by the way, that that book is readable. It's accessible. You don't have to be a business person. I generally do not r- like leadership books. Uh, I, I think I have a little bit of credibility. I do I do host and produce a global uh, podcast. And, and I talk to some of the uh, award-winning Wall Street Journal uh, top writers, uh, New York Times best writers, and I hate leadership books, but hope is not a method. It's my it's one of my favorites. And Gordon Solon, former uh, U.S. general in in the uh, I think it was the Army. What happened was in World War II. Here we are, one of the greatest uh, armies in the world. Probably, I mean, second to none. But then along comes Korea, then comes Vietnam. What's happened? I mean, and the morale is terrible. What's happened? And so there are several military leaders that were tasked to get this right. And I'm paraphrasing, but one of the one of the things that came out, something that surfaced, was this concept of after action reviews. Like you said, after every mission. And, and generally, the after-action review has four questions to it. And I always tweak it. Uh, but the question, first question was, what was supposed to have happened? Well, that, that, that makes sense. We're supposed to right. X, do this, accomplish this. Well, what really happened? Well, here's what was supposed to happen. What did? So you got a gap, right? There's a gap generally. So what went wrong and why? And then the fourth question, and this is where it it if you go by his words, you know, what are we learning? But a lot of people will put in what can be improved and why. So here's the question. This is our first segment on Business Insider. Why are we talking about after action reviews in the context of a fantasy football podcast? Because we want to we want to be able to review what we did over the, over the weekend and, and see what we did wrong, see how we can make our team better. So ex- I think it's pretty applicable. I like it. Exactly. Isn't it true... Isn't it true? And my first year playing fantasy football, I mean, I would—I mean, I knew nothing, and I can't imagine that everybody else is like me because I'd have one bad week, and it's like, oh, I got to get rid of <laughs> yeah. it. And and so, I think all of us are pretty savvy players. Now, obviously, we're going to say that Chris is one of the best. We're going to say Thomas <laughs> is really good. We're gonna, Jake is pretty savvy, but. It's still, I think, easy. And there's this thing called cognitive bias where we can overtilt. You know, what if someone has a really, really, really good week? Isn't all of a sudden we sometimes want to, well, let's pick him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I just love the idea. I'm trying to think of, you mentioned Alan Robinson a few minutes ago. You know, part you, you could say, well, this is dumb because... What's supposed to happen? I was supposed to win. No, I'd be a little bit more specific because you probably had a specific strategy. And you had a reason why you picked Allen Robinson, right? 
Yes. So part of the after action review would be, okay, wait a minute. I think you go back and look at the currency of wide receivers. How many times did they line up? Uh, what was their snap count? And I think for him, it was like 90 plus percent, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you know, how, you know, the, you know, what kind of separation did he have? Uh, and, and I think there, there are analytics for that. So I think if you just look at the analysis, what did happen, you may come back and realize, you know what? I did everything. I, I mean, I did That's not right. make a foolish Look, and, decision. And looking back at that, I think I made the right decision. He he had, again, 50-plus snaps, was open multiple times, and just wasn't looked at. And, and that was the talk of what happened is he had all these op- open opportunities, and they were only throwing to Cooper Cup. Stafford was only looking at Cup. So I think that's that's a good review process to to look over You know what, what, what I did and what I didn't do there or what I could have done. And we'll talk about this in future weeks, but another thing that's that's really critical in fantasy football, especially, it's such a there's so much data. The key for us is, and I would just I would love to have lunch or dinner with Chris. Just talking, I'd like to know how analytical he is because going back to Kathy Colby, some people are quick starts. They don't need a lot of information. Like like fact finders, you and I need data before we make a decision. We're not good at winging it. I'd, I'd like to have Chris take the assessment to see if he's, does he do his homework or does he kind of wing it? But there's this thing called noise and there's this thing called signals. So when you have a bad week, is this a signal or is it just noise? Is it random? And again, I think this after-action review can help. Again, yes, this is a game, but I'm just saying that I think we can learn something in practical, in real life, at the workplace. I'm all for that. I like it. This applies at church. It applies in our nonprofits. It, it, anywhere. I, 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 to me, it's one of the greatest management tools ever that can be applied outside, uh, outside uh, work. Out, and again, Sports, it works here in sports too. So anyway, that is a wrap of the Business Insider. And and if we get positive feedback, I have like nine of these already to go. It's like, which one am I going to do this week, this week? So, well, I think you sent an email. uh, I did. Who's going to be winless? Who's going to be undefeated? Let's start out with who is going to be undefeated undefeated after week two so i didn't get uh every single person's vote in so um shame on you if you didn't get to me that's okay uh we'll forgive you um interesting consensus here though with all the votes that did come in we got anthony going going undefeated here after week two against joe ryan um so props to Anthony for a great week one. I think people are excited to see how he does in week two. He and, has got, got some good matchups. And by the way, did we say in our like, don't like, did we include a Saquon Barkley? We didn't, but very, very applicable if, and agreed. If he, if that's, if the, if Saquon's back, he dominated. Now, uh, yes, he, st- I still don't think he's at a hundred percent, but he was just so incredibly well that that coach needs to send him to dinner uh, he needs to, uh he won that game uh for for new york um if, if he stays healthy watch out 
for Anthony. And the other thing, I just, I have some advice for Anthony. Brother, we love you, but set that lineup every single week. Don't blow this. Uh, Can I tell you something funny? Please. Anthony texted me and he said, hey, by the way, I set my lineup. Yeah, okay, good. And 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 I'm tempted. I don't care if he beats me. I'm tempted because I'm pulling for him. I, I, yeah. I like him. No, Anthony, you got a good team this year. I think you can really take advantage of, of, of some matchups. And the fact that we're saying, and everyone is saying that you can beat Joe Ryan sticks next week, who's a contender. Uh, yeah, you got a good shot this year. So make it make the most of it. I think you can do well. And by the way, I I do love uh, I love her. I mean, I'm I'm the I'm the old fart in this in this league, and and I uh, found out that it was Anthony's anniversary. Oh, I think he mentioned that during the um, draft, wasn't it? I think. He, oh yeah, he was. Yes. So uh, so uh, I sent him a little uh, a gift certificate uh, to to enjoy. So that that's how much I enjoy nice. Anthony, and and he's also been a good trade partner right. as well. So so. Uh, moving on with the other uh, voted undefeateds, um, we got a couple of votes for you. Um, are we allowed to say who who said what, or sure. we just leave it at? Sure. Okay, so I think that you're going to win this week and go two and zero. I think you're going to pull that win off. And uh, who else? There was one other person that said that you would also win as well. Oh, Stump! Stump actually voted against himself and said that you would beat him. I'm. I get the final word. Uh, I'll come. I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. I'll okay. get the final word. But okay. that, that's, that surprises me a little bit. We got a couple of votes for Chris. Um, Landon voted for Chris being two and O. Oh. Um, I am voting for myself to lose and Chris go two and O oh against me. Uh, for the same reasons that I lost this last week and for the same reasons that he won this last week, I think apply to this next week as well. Um, and let's see. We also got, some votes for stump to win. Um, it was kind of like half split pretty much down the middle there. So I think that's pretty much all of the, the two and O's. Um, so then looking at the people that are voted to go winless, um, JB is in every single vote, um, except for Thomas. Cause he didn't vote for everybody. <laughs> Do you, is, is, that, is, that, is that appropriate music? Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, we also have some votes for Joe to go winless. I think, yeah, Joe voted it against himself, I think. Yes, he did. He voted against himself. Um, and we also got some for Dylan as well. Um, and I think that Dylan will also lose. So I think Dylan is going to go 0 in 2. <laughs> so sad. Who picks, this is such a letdown. Who picks this music? I don't. Oh my god! The producer, whoever he is. So do I get the final um, word? You get the final word. Go. Turn that off, idiot. <laughs> Turn that off. Um, here is who is going to be undefeated. Stump is going to beat MLB, and Stump, Jake. You're gonna win. I'm just. I'm telling you, you are going to win. Now we're let's we'll we'll talk about the specifics when we do our picks here in a few minutes. But I I think Stump is going to win. Um, I think Anthony and Thomas also remain. Uh, don't remain. Yeah, they'll, they'll be undefeated. They 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 yeah. they, 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 they they will be two and zero. Also, so Stump, 
Anthony, Thomas, at the end of this week, you three will be 2-0. and I got the final word. Okay. <laughs> Who is winless? Winless, I got Dylan. And I, I, you know, we need to talk a little bit about Dylan. We can. He's got a, I'm a little nervous. Uh, needs some of his guys to pick it up. Obviously, his best player is and should be uh, Dalvin Cook, but part of the supporting cast, just just weak. Um, you know, he's you know, there's some key pieces he's he's really needing. So that that's why I'm Agreed. saying he's going to be winless. Uh, again, we're not we're not knocking the person. You know, we're 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 trying to analyze just the people on the teams that we have. So again, nothing to do with Dylan, the person it's the team. Uh, JB is also going to be winless. Now here's, here's what's interesting with him. He's got a very fascinating lineup. I mean, he's got McCaffrey, which did not razzle dazzle this past week. Uh, Terry McLaurin will have much better. I mean, he had, he, I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, he was good, but he's even going to be right. better. There's a reason Agreed. they paid up. <laughs> Remember, he's he's making dough. So, you know, he's going to be more involved in that offense. So, so it looks like the commanders, they're going to be offense relevant this year, and, and that's just going to make him uh, more valuable. So C.D. Lamb, that that stinks. Uh, he should have the potential. So, And, and then St. Brown, is it? Amon Ron, I'm not looking at the first. Yeah, that's name. Amon Ra. Yep, that guy. You look at what he did, the way he finished the year last year. I, I when Jamison Williams is ready to play, that may end up being one of the best one-two punches in the league. They won't be as good as Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, but when Jamison Williams comes back, look at you. Take a hard look at Detroit. They're going to have one of the best one-two uh, wide receivers, wideouts in the league. Yeah, look at this from the last six weeks of last year. 24 points, 15, he, 23, 26, 35, and then 26 in the last week of the season. Wow. But uh, it's like, I don't know about JB. So anyway, that, that's who I pick. And by the way, I did say that you will not be winless on paper, on paper, again, on paper, and if you look at three, four different sites, you know, you are projected to win. Your point totals, you're projected to win. Chris, again, he's got his, his wide receivers are good. Uh, so he he could put up another 140 points. He could. I still think the way you've got your lineup adjusted uh, this week, you got Cam Akers out. I, I think that could be enough. Because like you said, you, you're uh, your high score if you if you were playing best ball, you would have had in the one sixty. So right, and again, I'm not again, I'm not criticizing Chris. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm thinking it could be a close game. I still think you have the edge uh, in that game, at least on paper. On paper, we shall uh, see. It's a toss up. I'm not Matthew Barry. I'm not Field Yates. I'm not <laughs> all these other. Mm, yeah. By the way, there's got to be at least a thousand people who do analytics. It, it, <laughs> how can there be a, how do people have time to listen to all of these shows? Uh, I, I'm just amazed, even on YouTube, here's someone that gets 2000 views uh, a day or a week. 
Here's someone that's getting 70,000 views. It's like, this is absolutely crazy. So um, anyway, the, <laughs> the, the few that I'm following, it, at least the ones I have uh, that make the predictions, on paper, you're supposed to win. So I don't think you're going to be one less. So are, I don't know, but we'll see. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Oh, one last thing before we do go to our picks and wrap up for tonight. By the way, we are recording this on a Wednesday night. Uh, JB, should should JB do a reboot or not? Oh, that's tough. Um, I think if he wanted to, he definitely has some pieces he can he can exchange for some future capital. We've mentioned some of those people already. He also has some people that are uh, potentially in their prime right now that if he decided to make a move, could get something younger for the future. I think it's there, but it also takes a lot of resilience to do that and be willing to, you know, to call it quits on the season. And not everyone wants to, wants to, you know, be okay with that situation. Um, You know, everyone wants to be, you know, playing for a win each week, but uh, that's a, that's a tough call. And it comes down to what he is willing to do as a, as a team long-term and not just short-term. I think it could be good for him, but we've only seen one week. We don't want to, we don't want to, you know, overreact and say, oh, he's not going to win it all this year and everyone team is better than his because maybe that's not the case. Maybe he streams, strings together, uh, you know, six, seven wins in a row and then he's in the hunt. And and by the way, he since he doesn't listen to the show, that's why I we can pick on him and ask this question. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to ask Chris this question because, or, you know, anybody, because if he wanted to do, a, a, I would say a soft reboot, you're going to keep, you're going to keep, these are his anchors, CD lamb, which I, by the way, I've heard people say he's not a, he's not a, an alpha type receiver, but, and if you look at last year, he had ups and downs, up and downs. So I'd still say he's an anchor. Terry McLaurin's an anchor. And so is St. Brown. Those are his three anchors. You keep the, you don't get rid of those. You keep them. They're young, but I would think that someone who's in the top four, uh, that's willing to take a chance on Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, I, I bet he can maybe get a first round pick, and and Patterson, I bet he could maybe get at least a two, a draft pick. I would not trade unless I get picks and someone semi decent, right? Uh, that Agreed. can that can at least put in my lineup. So I at least want some a player and uh, a pick. But here's the thing, who's going to be willing to give up a first-round draft pick? Next year, next year, Chris has four first-round draft picks. Oh, my gosh. And so that means there's six left over. Thomas, Jake, Landon, G2, Dylan, and JB. So what you're saying is if Chris continues to win games this year and he's like, oh, actually, I want to win this year, I changed my mind, then he can trade – one of his first rounders to JB and get McCaffrey and then win the league. But I know Chris enough, the way he operates, he's <laughs> yeah. not going to trade for, I mean, he's already gotten rid of cook and Camara. So does he want to take a chance of, of, of McCaffrey? What, what's his age? How many years has, I think he's uh, only like 25. So maybe. Is, so he has five years. Uh, he, he's played. He's this, 26, 26. So yeah, that's interesting. That that's, 
that yeah, that's an interesting question. I'm sure you'll get a text uh, yeah. th- this weekend. And then Patterson, again, he's probably someone, I don't know if you put him in your starting lineup. Um, he, he has to, but with someone, but here's the thing is Chris going to give up a first round pick for one of those two people? I, I don't know. I don't know. It'd either be either Jake I don't think Thomas doesn't need any running backs. He's loaded uh, with with running backs. So, and by the way, we do need to look at the second round picks. I've got three second round picks. Thomas has two. And then you got Anthony, Jake, Landon, JR, and JB all have one each. So there are some people between MLB and Thomas. That's five second round picks to, to maybe divvy out for one of those players. So, I don't know. That's why I bring it up. I'm just curious. And and maybe let's let's have people text into Drew. We'll we'll give the answer next week. Should JB maybe do a reboot? Yeah, text me up. Let me know. That that would be very, very interesting. It'd be funny if I gave my cell phone number over the air, if I would get any random <laughs> random texts from people watching the show, <laughs> listening to the show that aren't part of our league. Yeah, yeah, JB should do it. He should really do. He should really give up some stuff for for future years. Let's do it. You know that that's not out of the realm of possibility. The, <laughs> but our, I'm not going to do that. Our last episode, our very last episode last season, we had over 50 downloads. It's like, who's listening to this? Why would anybody listen to this outside of our league? I, I don't get it. And and there've been a couple of episodes. Of all the episodes we've done, we have over 1,000 downloads. Wow. Since day one, since episode number one. So it, it, that's, that's interesting. So your comment about getting a text from someone random is, is not out of the question. But I guess you'd have to give me <laughs> what is your number. Yeah, if, if, if you need my number, uh, <laughs> just email me or, or message me any way that you can, and I'll give it to you. Find <laughs> you on LinkedIn. Yeah, do that. So we need to look at this week's picks. The picks. That's how I, we have, we have the this, picks. We have this interview. No, I'm, I'm thinking of another show I do. It's called an interview arc. This, this is a episode arc. And segment six is called our picks. We got this cool looking board on Google Sheets. When you see the word the picks... Anything come to mind? The 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 picks. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, the nose picker. <laughs> it was a scratch. <laughs> it was a scratch. I wanted a pick. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, George that George that we got caught like picking his nose or something, right? Oh, no, it was Jerry. Oh, it was Jerry. Oh, it was Jerry. Okay, he he, he was dating this model, and he's pulls up next to her in traffic. Oh, that's right. And and he's doing this. Of course, you can't see this. And she the, thinks that he's uh, picking his nose. Yeah, because she can only see his profile. Yep. And his finger was clearly on the outside. We could see it. But to her, it looked like a pick. And ruined the relationship yeah. again for Jerry. Poor Jerry. Uh, poor Jerry. So let's go to the matches and I'm going to start with State Farm and yoga. 
Doc Yoga. Who wins, I, State Farm or Doc Yoga? I think, I think we both agreed with this one. Um, I'm going with Landon on this one. Uh, I think the combination of of Cup and Chase both, it's really hard to beat against so right now. That is so unfair. That is... I'm, I'm stressing right. against and that. A, and on top of that... On on top of that, uh, Dylan is going to be without uh, what's his face, Keenan Allen, because he's Allen. out with an injury already. He's out. I'm telling you. And by the way, Rashad Penny looked good. He was a bruiser. He looked like he could just step over people. Everyone else looked like ants. Uh, but I don't think he started him this past week, and will be this week. I'm telling you, his I like Christian Kirk. I like Juju Smith Schuster, but I don't see any of these guys putting up. 20 points. Agreed. Um, now, I hope I'm right. Uh, Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown looked decent. I think he had 14 points last week. Um, David Montgomery, oh my gosh. I've been hearing nothing but negativity. Same. Um, I just, I, I think Landon's going to get back on the winning track. Landon, yeah, I get, he, he should have won last week. Uh, Stafford, did not have a good game whatsoever, and and let's hope that he has a bounce back week. Dylan's hoping he does it, but I, I think Landon Landon is one of those guys who can put up one seventy. Uh, you look at last year; he has a lot of the same t- t- people from last year. Don't know if Robbie Anderson is going to do what he did last week, uh, so I find that fascinating. So I like his lineup. Yeah, State Farm wins. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's go to you. East Dakota Community College uh, and Acme Pack. As you know, I already voiced my opinion on this one. Um, so I left a lot of points on the board last week, and I think I might struggle with the same type of issues this week, uh, where I just don't start the right people. Um, not anything that isn't necessarily in my control. I'm starting my best potential lineup. But I think Chris has another week where he has a couple big big point getters and it's going to be too much for me to handle i i'm going to go with chris on this one and go against projection i'm going to go i i say you edge him okay but i'm also not surprised if if chris wins i'm still not bullish on etn and jeff wilson uh i think etn is significant in that offense but there's a guy named james robinson who is back and there's a reason he was a top running back two years ago. And so I think that that limits his upside. Uh, by the way, I think he missed a touchdown, an easy touchdown. So that would have made his point total yeah. higher. But I will say this. If if Justin Jefferson doesn't have the week he did last week, I think Elijah Moore, you got to hope he's going to have an uptick. Uh, I'm telling you, those, those oh gosh, the... He's not, he's got a good team. It's just the running backs could be. He's like like I said, he's one player away from scoring yeah. one fifty consistently every single week. I'm giving you the slight edge. You say you're giving it to Chris. Okay, this one I feel sad about because Joe Ryan has been so good for so long. Is King Henry King Henry anymore? Yeah, I I don't think it's it's Dunzo for Henry by any means. I think he just had a rough game. Um, so maybe that's a bounce back and and he scores thirty points and Joe Ryan has a win here. Uh, it's possible. Um, sounds like our whole league is pretty much betting on Anthony to win this game though. So I mean, 
hey, again, props to Anthony. The fact that we're saying that um, early on in the season like this against a pretty decent team, uh, I think I think your guys have a chance to do really well, Anthony. Um, I love seeing Michael Thomas do well last year or last week. Um, of course, Barkley, if he has another... Con- even if he doesn't score as much as he did this last week, which there is bound to be some regression there, uh, you got some consistency, the potential for consistency that can really get you a win in multiple weeks here. I'm going to make a prediction. I, I am picking Anthony too, but I'm making a prediction. If Joe Ryan wins, it's because he, who of who's, who he's put in his lineup this week. He's got Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel may be... Uh, Debo Samuel, version number two. I like uh, that. The, he and plus he's healthy. You remember for once. I, I don't know if you remember this, but I'm, Joe Ryan. I know you're listening. Do you remember I tried to do a trade with you to get Curtis Samuel last year? I, I wanted him. He was on my radar, and I know he'd had an injury history, uh, history, but he said no because I really didn't have anything to give up in return. So I'm glad, to me, that was also one of the success stories uh, of last week and, and good for him. And the, the thing for him is kind of hope he can stay healthy throughout the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, that'd be big. So there are question marks. Uh, I do think that DJ Moore uh, has a bounce back week. I mean, he wasn't terrible last week, but uh, I think we were expecting him to have more like the the bigger numbers last week, but he, he didn't. So I'm giving the edge to not Joe Ryan, but Anthony. And yes, it looks like Anthony has set his lineup. (laughs) Okay. Let's go on to why did Thomas change his name to NFL football? I can't keep track of his name changes uh, lately. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's a play on words from you being MLB. I don't know. Interesting. Well, if he's going to do that, why don't you just call it NFL instead of NFL? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you'll have it, to ask him. Is that we'll have to get him on the air and 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 talk to him about it? Is that needless redundancy? <laughs> I mean, what, what else? <laughs> Maybe that's why he did it. What else is there? Is it NFL basketball? <laughs> did he say football so we don't get confused? So it's so we don't think it's NFL baseball. I'm glad. I'm again. I'm glad for football. And by the way, I probably just got fined for saying all that. <laughs> probably. Well, guys, that I think it's a no-brainer. Who's, I think it's Thomas. You, I think he can have think? some guys not do well, and he's still going to put up a lot of points. You think? <laughs> you think? Um, he he's he's yeah he's. He's, he's got this one. Even Mike Williams. He, I don't think Mike Williams has ever had back-to-back games where he... He's like, a boomer bust, for sure. He, he So it's his... he Because of that, he may end up being one of the top scorers this week. I, I'm talking about Thomas's team overall. So yeah, we're going with, um, with um, NFL. I'll go ahead and say it, NFL football, NFL. Thomas. How's that go, you know, father-son playing? You, you think he gives him a hard time? I don't know. He should. So we got one more game left. It will be MLB and Stumpmeister. Going with, I know you're who you're going with, but uh, I, I am going for you. I am voting that, that you get another win out of this. Uh, you got some scary good players. I know there is some, some injury possibilities with T Higgins. 
No, he's um, back. being he, out of your lineup. He's he's cleared. The, he is cleared. Okay, he's cleared the um, percussion sort of, uh, protocol. The percussion. The percussion protocol. Yes. Yes. Um. So having him in your lineup still is going to be really good for you. And you got some players that are going to be consistent. I think in the long haul, AJ Brown. Uh, love his big playability. Um, in Philadelphia. Um. Super exciting to see Edwards Hilaire, how well he did last week. I'm going to be honest. I thought you were making a stupid move starting him last well, week, and then too. you started him. I did and too. It, <laughs> it was a process and, of elimination. Right. And it was only the third game in his career where he scored two touchdowns or more. And, and the amount of points he scored, that was a, a career high for him. I, I would even say that was a little bit of a statistical anomaly because he was overly efficient. He, he had, right. I think, about 10 touches overall. But the reason he didn't have more is because they, it turned out to be a blowout and that Pacheco got some of the touches near at the end. So I'm even struggling. Part of me wants to play James Robinson. Part of me wants to play Kareem Hunt. But it's like, no, I'm going with the stupid analytics. And, and I just have to accept, go with the analytics, don't overthink it. But here's the thing. The only thing I have a concern with with, with Stump is Harris. He's, he's got that foot issue. Apparently, he's playing. Uh, he does have he does have the Q designation on right. sleeper, but he will be playing. He I just guarantee it. Um, I'm a little concerned with Amari Cooper, but who else does he have to play? I that quarterback in Cleveland. You could play better than him, and that's so. That's the only question marks. I was stumped, but gosh, you can't go against a team who has Jonathan Taylor on it. I, I'm that's what I, I think. I think seriously, Stump has the edge in this game, my opinion. I'm giving right, it to well, him. There you have it. So, uh, do we need to do an after action review of this of this episode? <laughs> I think I think we have exhausted our audience listening abilities. What was supposed to have happened? Have a good show. <laughs> I think we had it. And, and we did. We and did. What did we learn out of this episode? What did we learn? Uh we learned that uh that Anthony is gonna go undefeated after week two. I completely agree, and we're gonna find out if JB should do a reboot. So we'll call this a wrap. You got the last word. Peace out and have a great week too, everybody. Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two G's, Mark and Drew. Drew.